Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. We got an action-packed Monday for you. Recap Monday. What happened in the NFL? What does it mean? And how can we make money from it? And we've got the right guy joined in studio, Steve Fezzik, NFL expert. All the college knowledge, Brad Powers. We've got two big ESPN games, college basketball picks at the end of the show. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you can't have pros without Joe's. He is Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ, on a busy football Monday here on Straight Out of Vegas. And we start in the NFL. We have the final four set. And we're going to start in the AFC to be specific. We're the one seed in the AFC. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday 31-13. to It's the first AFC title game appearance for Kansas City in 25 years and the first ever AFC championship game ever at Arrowhead Stadium next weekend. RJ, what is, was the Vegas takeaway on the Kansas City Chiefs performance? Yeah, I think it extends to the entire four teams here. So let's start kind of macro. These are the four best teams in football. I mean, at various points, you could have debated the Chargers 
were on that list of the top four. Maybe New England wasn't. Uh, you could have debated the Bears, I think, at certain points. But as of today, it seems to me it, you'd really struggle to make the case that these aren't the four best teams. And they are my four best teams, absolutely. And they're all within half a point of each other, RJ, in my power ratings. Which means that whoever wins these games, we're looking at a pick Super Bowl. Maybe one team favored by one. Maybe another team favored by one. I'd be shocked. Tell me if you agree. Shocked, shocked, shocked. No matter what the matchup is, if any team is even a field goal favorite in the Super Bowl. I would be shocked as well. RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Now, as Jonas said, first game, Indy, you got it wrong. Fez, you've had a great year on your Tuesday early looks. Tomorrow, you were right about the line move. And I know you like to take solace in that. You can keep you warm at night because you had to sell your blankets. You could say, but the line closed four and a half. You got the line move right again. Let's give you some, a little touch of credit. But boy, oh boy, were you wrong about the Colts. Explain to the country. How, how much time we got? <laughs> I'll tell you when you start getting boring. Let's start with Indy's ability to protect luck. I talked about how great their pass protection had been, how when they had their starting linemen, the everyone intact. Zero sacks allowed in seven <laughs> games. I'm like, they're going to be able to protect Luck. Not the case. Kansas City got after him, harassed him, and sacked him three times. That really hurt Luck's performance. Huh, so you're telling me Kansas City has a great defense now. Well, they have a very good defensive line. So they were the 26th best defense by DVOA, but one of the three units was very good. It was. That doesn't seem. No, 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 wait. I didn't say it was very good in the game. I'm saying is they you said in present tense they have a very good offensive or defensive line. You want to stick by that? Yeah, I will. Wow. So how can you be the 26th defense if one of the three units or or you know uh, levels of the defense, right? D-line linebackers, D-backs, and they're about equal in the number of players. So a third of your players is very, very good. Yeah, the other two thirds are very, very bad. Okay, so then why would the Colts be more susceptible to this very good, and I'll put it in quotes, offensive line? I keep saying that, defensive line, why would they be any more than any other team? I mean, I don't hear why you were wrong. And, and to me, I'll be honest with you, I think it's very important we take responsibility because if the, to me, when sports Vegas guys try to act like they're always right, it does such a big disservice. Not only are they deceiving people, but about what right really means. Meaning, you know, someone gave me a nice compliment on Twitter. They said, oh, you know, one of RJ's takes was really sharp. They said, it's almost like, you know, again, it was a nice thing. He said, he goes, it's almost like rocket science. He should be doing rockets. And I retweeted and I said, well, 55% success rates do not work on rockets. <laughs> but that's the goal in sports betting, let's get it right 55% of the time. So, Steve Fezzik, I'm going to give you another chance to explain to me. Now, I don't, you could say, like, let's skip a few things on this. One is, I can say, what did you get wrong? And you could say, the score. Because I thought the Colts would play closer. Okay, we got it, right? You were wrong about the score. Also, I thought the Colts would play better, all right? Or Kansas City played better than I thought. All that, everyone can gather that. When you like one thing, and the other thing happens means you were wrong. And it means whatever led to that other thing is the issue. So what can we improve on? Because right, it sounds like your takeaway here is, oh, my gosh, we got to do some massive upgrade to Kansas City, even though they had the 26-ranked defense all year because they got three sacks. We should all of a sudden say, oh, Kansas City's got a maybe above-average defense. That doesn't seem to carry any water. So one more try. All right. Well, let's talk about the Kansas City offense that hadn't been as good the second half of the year as the first half of the year. Why? Still the number one offense. Still the number one offense. But so what? you're saying the number one offense played well. They That's what you got well wrong. They played like they'd been playing early in the year. And a big part of it was that Tyreek Hill looked a lot healthier. They're great number one wide receiver. Their number two wide receiver, Watkins, who hadn't played since week 12, came back, he had a nice game, six catches, and their third-string running back, Damian Williams, 
really played well in this game. He has continued to play well. I thought that this was an aberration. He played well at the end of the regular season. I did not expect that that would continue, and he had a really solid game. All right, so I'm starting to see some stuff here. So what what we're saying is Kansas City has a defense because what's very important is that we split up what happened that tells us something about the next game versus what happened. So, for example, if the starting quarterback, Andrew Luck, had gotten hurt on the first play and Kansas City wins easily, we might say, you know, there's not much to learn from this game because unless Tom Brady gets hurt the next game, probably not going to be the same situation. And I do think because it's the playoffs, we always want to apply like, oh, we learned so much. Other than there being max motivation by both teams in a playoff game, I'm not sure there's much more to learn from a playoff game than a regular season game. Now, that said, sometimes in a regular season game, one team isn't playing as hard because they have a flat spot or whatever, and you can say, oh, that game was somewhat deceiving. But in general, football is a deceiving game. There's a reason that we always say that every year there's a 7-9 and team that probably deserves to be in the playoffs if just a few breaks had gone their way. And there's certainly at least one playoff team that doesn't deserve to be in because the breaks did go their way. This year, you could make the case, all the playoffs, I mean, this was kind of a rock-solid year. You know, if you look at Seattle, you look at the Bears, you know, it didn't seem like there was any, you know, you could say Houston, though they had such a good record, but, did, you know, they, they still probably deserve to be in the playoffs. I'm not sure, right? But, so let's not force conclusions, right? But we got to be honest and say, you know, I'm not sure what we've learned. So let me recap, and you can tell me if you agree. Kansas City the whole year, I think, has had a defense that isn't going to be statistically good, but they're impactful. As in, they can make a strip sack, they can get a sack. You know, like you said, the pressure is one of their stronger suits. I wouldn't say very good, but stronger suits. And if you can score as much as they can score, the theory is you get one or two stops a half, you're fine. You're probably going to win the game, especially if it's an impact play. Uh, It seems like we saw that in action here. Would you agree with that? Yes. So Kansas City, positive, impactful plays on defense. On the other hand, I agree with you. In the prior seven games for Kansas City, they've only covered one time. And one of the reasons we thought was Kareem Hunt's absence. You're saying now you've seen enough that Williams is telling you, hey, not much difference with him and Hunt. Exactly. And then you're saying, hey, they added another playmaker. Watson is back, and Hill, who has been hobbled, look 100%. So in a way, you improved your second or third receiver, whatever you want to call Watson, and your number one receiver is better than you thought he might be because there was uncertainty about injuries. Exactly right. So now that you've got really three great skill position players running around with Kelsey out there, with Hill, with Watkins, you can't cover all of them very difficult. And lastly, and listen, we were very out front with this. Mahomes as a rookie starter, we did research at pregame.com, is, and again, not as a rookie, but a first-time starter in the playoffs. Those players were 2-17-1. And And with the other starters in the NFL, when they had their first playoff start, some didn't. And everyone on Twitter is like, well, how many of them couldn't throw left-handed? And how many of them are the... Likely MVP, and it's like, well, you know, you can always explain away this stuff, but 2-17 and 17 was a big number. I would make the case Mahomes didn't, it didn't seem like the pressure affected him at all. Would you agree? I agree, and I wonder whether, you know, he's had a lot of primetime games, Monday night games and the like, and I know a playoff game is different, but he certainly had the experience in these big games that probably helped him in this game. I heard this on Clay Travis today right here on Fox Sports Radio is that Mahomes is the first Big 12 quarterback ever to win a playoff game. I've seen that stat floated out there. So are you trying to say Clay Travis <laughs> stole it? <laughs> it was widely available and, uh, on Twitter yesterday. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, we got we got Jonas here hates Colin. Right. You hate Clay Travis. I mean, I don't know. I like both of them myself. But. Here's our recap. I think everything we talked about except the Kansas City defense, I'm going to keep a big, big question mark there. But I think Williams being really viable as a running back, Watkins now being healthy, 
and being as good as he is. Not great, but good. Mahomes not being affected by the pressure. I think all of that stuff carries forward to next week. I think the defense, if Kansas City's defense plays even average, you know, 16th out of 32, I think that they're the best bet of the week easily next week, favored by three right now. They are. Against against the Patriots. I think that's a big question mark, but we did learn three things, I think, about Kansas City we can carry forward. Speaking of the Pats, when we come back, we're going to break that game down, that domination, and see what we can carry forward from the Pats' victory. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home, and you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash CR show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash CR show. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will talk about the most consistent thing in sports going today. 
Each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on the Strip. 55 degrees, and the neon is chugging. Guys, we talked about the Chiefs win over the Indianapolis Colts a few minutes ago. Now the team facing Kansas City at Arrowhead this upcoming weekend will be the New England Patriots after they take care of the Chargers. 41-28 on Sunday, marking the 13th consecutive AFC Championship game appearance for New England. So, RJ, what is the Vegas takeaway on what we saw yesterday with the Pats? And I think a way Vegas is different with our takeaways. We want to identify what was just random and because random happens and what taught us something about these teams. So as we look at the scoreboard, New England won easily. We look at the box score and we would say scoreboard was right because sometimes there's misleading finals, faulty finals, scoreboard's wrong. Scoreboard was right in this case. Yeah, if anything, the scoreboard was kind to the Chargers, who only got outgained by 150 yards and really could have lost this game by 28 points. So scoreboard and box score aligned. The truth is domination from the Pats. First question, how did they do it? Not why, but how. Was it the line of scrimmage? Was it the ability to run the ball, et cetera? Well, first of all, great scheme on offense by New England. They identified. But that sounds like the why. So what I'm saying is break down the domination where if you would, if your young child, Johnny would have said, daddy, boy, I didn't get a chance because I was studying my chess books, but boy, it looks like the Patriots won. And I looked at the box score and boy, it looks like they dominated how they do it on the field. Not why not. Oh, it looked like they were exploiting the gap, this and the blah, blah, no. What was just with the eye test? What did you see? How did that domination show itself? Well, New England was the much fresher team in terms of energy. Here's a team that had been home for a month, and here's a Charger team that had had, this was their third long road trip in a row. Yeah, so that's another why. So, Brad, can you help us with that? Yeah, so what New England did as far as the box score was, you know, they, they ran, they were able to run at will early and often on the Chargers defense. So I would thought line of scrimmage, total domination. And you would think, and remember, we were talking about Colin Cowherd's talk. Uh, he loved the Pats. We all love the Pats. We got this one right. But the theory was the Chargers are the better team, perhaps. I thought maybe even, but some even thought, but the situation was so advantageous. So what we're seeing is the way that that, in this case, why, why, the Pats were able to dominate, showed how they were able to dominate, which was physically, it sounds like, at the line of scrimmage, something you wouldn't expect from this Pats team against the Chargers team. Yeah, Sony Michelle had 100 rushing yards basically in the first 20 minutes of the game, the running back for the Pats. Now, when we were talking about the why, I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers here around the Wise Guy Roundtable. Fez, I think you're exactly right. I felt like this was one of the most disparate, situational spots. One of the biggest situational advantages I had seen in a long, long time. Patriots, week six team home, double digit favorite, won easily against the Bills. Week 17 home, double digit favorite, won easily against the Jets. A bye the next week. On the other hand, the Chargers, we all heard about it, to Denver, to Baltimore, and they had to go back to LA. Then all the way to New England, over 10,000 miles, and the joke was, well, Belichick drove about 10 miles between the film room and his house during that time. They went 10,000, and boy, based on what we saw, it looked like that the Chargers were a tired team. On top of that, I think the second why, why did it happen, had to do a scheme, and to me, Belichick is the genius, and Lynn, to me, is a bottom quarter of the NFL coach. Now, any NFL coach is good. A lot more knows more football than me. But amongst that rarefied 32, I think Lynn is bottom quartile. And boy, did it seem like Belichick felt optimistic. And to me, the sign, the giveaway, was the Patriots taking the ball. And Fez, this is something you do a lot of advanced betting with. This is pro-level stuff where you used to go through and say, okay, this team in this spot takes the ball. This team in this spot defers the ball. And then you would bet first quarter saying, based on my estimate, this team's going to get the ball 78% of the time. 
because obviously the coin flip is random and you will be able to bet first quarters and get a huge edge. That's actually changed recently. Explain how that's changed. Yeah, it's changed because almost the entire league now, really the entire league, when they win the coin flip, they defer. And, and Belichick was the first to always defer. Exactly. He led the curve. It makes a lot of sense. Defense is a little more tired in the second half. So because of that, typically you want the ball to start the second half, not the first half. So years and years ago, Belichick deferred, deferred, deferred. doesn't matter what the situation was. Now, there was that overtime game once where he deferred because the win was such an issue. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's a genius. And it's like, well, yeah, he is. But then the rest of the league starts thinking about it. And they say, Belichick, you know, I was skeptical, but you're right. Why are you skeptical? Even if I don't understand it, I'll just copy off the genius and I'll defer. How wrong can it be, right? That's a good point. So really, at this point, like this season, you follow this pretty closely, not every game, but how many teams didn't defer this season? Every team deferred the majority of the time. But you're saying there were teams that would not defer four or five times in a year. It's more like one or two, RJ. It's the exception. So you're saying across the whole league, there might have been 30 times a team didn't defer when they won the coin toss. Exactly. It's become very rare. Somehow, some way, the coin toss happens Sunday. Oh, Patriots win. We'll take the ball. What's this? This never happens. Now, we were talking before the show, and we thought, well, what could this be? And we were just kind of brainstorming. And then someone said, we'll let, we won't name the name, you know, to protect the guilty in this case. And someone said, well, maybe it was fatigue. You know, maybe Belichick says, we want to get on top of this tired team. And it's like, well, to me at least, it felt like you'd want more possession. If you're tired, when are you going to be more tired at the end of the game? You think you'd want more second-half possessions. So the conclusion we've come up with is the idea that Belichick felt so confident schematically against his defense, against the Chargers' D, that he wanted to step on their throat early and get the ball, saying maybe at halftime they could make adjustments. We want to get as many first-half possessions because we think we have the superior game plan. And, Brad, you had the stat that, Four straight touchdowns and how rare that was. Yeah, the research department here at pregame came up with this one. First time in 15 years a playoff team scored touchdowns on their first four possessions. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas recapping New England, the Chargers. So here it begs the question, well, wait a minute. If the Pats had all these advantages, Pats now have won 16 straight home games. 8-0, only team this year. Seemed like they had everything their way, especially... If you have a genius coach against a below average coach, extra time is even more valuable. If you have an old quarterback, not an older, we now officially say an old quarterback, the oldest with Brady, boy, the rest helps at the end of the year. I mean, Fez, everything went their way. Now on the road, now not extra prep time. Now Brady's playing back-to-back weeks, going to the cold, which even Brett Favre in his later years struggled in the cold, the cold, cold, cold is what expected in Kansas City. Could I make the case that everyone, almost everyone, is going to say, wow, Patriots are back. Wow, we were skeptical. And maybe this was 50% Pats are a little better than we thought, but at least 50 situational and thus we're looking to fade them at this point. I think that's a great case that we should be looking to fade the Patriots, especially because this whole game plan, Brady just zipping that ball out to James White, to Edelman, these short passes to minimize the Charger pass rush. Well, you can make the case that that same strategy would be optimal against Kansas City. But now Kansas City's got a game that they can look on film and make adjustments to that possible game plan. Now that is a fascinating point. So let me recap it to see if I got it straight. Belichick is famous for getting players that can do multiple things, as in not so much pun and kick return, but rather, oh, look, they're fine playing a zone. They're fine playing a man. They're fine lining up in the backfield. They're fine lining up wide because he wants to be as he knows he's got a limited amount of players like every team. And Belichick wants to be flexible about how he can attack each of these teams. But what you're saying is through your X's and O's knowledge, you would expect, and again, Belichick knows the next level, that the way they attack the Chargers, the way they attack them, is likely similar to how it would be optimal to attack Kansas City 
and this is New England's offense against the defenses, and thus you're saying, assuming, so Belichick in that hypothetical, and we're not sure it's true, would have one of two choices. Either do more of the same, and Kansas City benefits from seeing last week's tape, or do something suboptimal, less than ideal, to try to change things up, which would be an advantage they don't expect it, but you still are doing something suboptimal in that case. Exactly, and I really don't know what he can do differently because you got to remember, Gronk, only one catch. Well, first off, Belichick can do things you can't True. even fathom. You're, you're, you're absolutely right, but he has limited options with Gronk not 100%, and, of course, Gordon no longer playing on the team. RJ Bell straight out of Vegas finishing the patch recap. We're skeptical that they are as good as they looked. A lot of it's situational, we think. Speaking of coaches, a lot of people looking macro at these coaches and saying this could be the four best coaches of the four teams left in the NFL. Obviously, Belichick high on the list. I think just as obviously Andy Reid. I think there's a debate here. Right? I think Sean Payton is just as obvious. I would say he hasn't, you know, with one playoff win. As a straight out of Vegas alum, Cofield used to say, the boy genius with the Rams. I think he has a great future. I think he's a top coach now. Is he better than Zimmer at Minnesota? I'm not sure about that. If you look at the ATS record, certainly not. Is he better than Pete Carroll? You know, and then you could even go to John Harbaugh. So I think it's fair to say you got three of the top four coaches for sure. And then maybe with McVay the fourth best, but certainly a top seven or eight. So boy, at least what we're seeing here, and we're going to talk about this the rest of the show, coaching really, really matters. And we're also going to talk about how much offense matters. And when we come back, we're going to break down, speaking of offense, Drew Brees and the Saints over the Eagles. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Beyer. Kyler Murray is entering the NFL draft. The Heisman Trophy winning quarterback made the announcement on Twitter today. He had until tonight to decide as that was the deadline for early entries into the draft, but it doesn't mean that he's chosen football over baseball. In fact, the A's kind of knew that this was going to happen. However, Ken Rosenthal reports that the A's do want to know by mid-February when spring training starts whether Murray is going to choose football or baseball. Some other coaching news in the National National Football League that is going on or news from the NFL that involves coaches. The Minnesota Vikings are set to hire Gary Kubiak as an offensive advisor. That, according to multiple reports, including ESPN, is the team will also name Clint Kubiak the Vikings quarterback's coach. The MMQB.com says the Packers are set to name former Jaguars offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as the new OC in Green Bay. College football national champion Clemson Tigers visiting the White House today, one week to the, the to the day, that is, since they defeated Alabama in the college football championship game. In the NBA, Rocket Center Clint Capella is going to miss four to six weeks of action. He has an injured thumb. Ligament damage, according to ESPN, while Southwick's guard Kyrie Irving as a Bruce Quad going to miss tonight's game against the Nets, as is guard Marcus Smart. Finally, former longtime Yankees pitching coach Mel Stoudemire passed away at the age of 77. Back to you guys. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have best bets, your chance to make a little bit of cash on a Monday night. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. As a Steelers fan, a close follower of the team, let me give you something that probably won't get as much attention. Mike Munchak, former Tennessee coach, head coach, for years now, Steelers O-line coach. What a difference maker. I mean, it's literally many of the same players on this Steelers O-line got older and they were underperforming. You could have made the case four or five years ago when Munchak came in, Steelers O-line was underperforming the talent. Now, as a pouncy gets older and older, you don't think they get better as they're moving to 30 and beyond. But, boy, the Steelers' O-line did get better. Munchak went with a lateral move. Now the O-line coach for the Denver Broncos. Boy, if there's any sign of turmoil in the Steelers' organization, it's a coach like that making a lateral move. Because I can promise you Pittsburgh tried very hard 
to retain them. Guys, we've broken down the AFC divisional playoff games over the weekend. It's time for the NFC, and we start in New Orleans, where the Saints took care of the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14, to trailing 14 to nothing early. New Orleans, 20 unanswered points, and they will advance to host next week's NFC title game in New Orleans. RJ, what is your takeaway from what we saw yesterday at the Superdome? So we got the scoreboard reality. I'd make the case box score. Saints are probably a little more dominant. It would seem after that start, and I can't remember who said it, but the quote was, Drew Brees was pretty much doing what he wanted to do. That long touchdown drive was as impressive a long drive as anyone's seen. Fez, I think it's open to debate, though. The Saints did not cover the spread. By definition, they fell short of expectation. Do you think, boy, at best we keep the Saints where they were, we consider downgrade, or because, hey, they got hit with a couple haymakers, give the Eagles credit. The fact they were able to keep their composure and come back, is that actually more impressive than an easier cover? Where do you land on the conclusion on the game itself? Well, I kept the Saints the same in my power rings, but I leaned towards a slight downgrade. I'm concerned about the Saints' offense, RJ. Frankly, a big part of their success in the second half, that really long drive, great drive, no doubt about it, but I think it was a big part of that is the Eagles, I think, ran out of gas. Fifth road game in six weeks. Several yeah, but, but see, players. But that's the thing, is if the Saints would have won the game easily, you could have said the same thing. So it's like there's these ready-made excuses. Every Here's the thing people got to realize. Every side has a reasonable handicap. It's never like, oh, my gosh, you like that side? You're dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. D-U-M. No. If it was dumb to be on that side, then quickly the line would move and make it not so dumb, right? Now, sometimes the results are going to seem like, boy, that side was dumb, but that's the randomness of games. Sometimes the team's going to win by 30. Now the team, they're going to, hey, if we, if anything, the Eagles got killed, killed by this same Saints team in the same venue, pretty much the exact same players, except for Foles. Unless you really believe, oh, Foles is some big upgrade, you would have thought, Saints were the easiest pick in the world. But obviously, you can play a next game the next day, not necessarily in football, and it could be a very different result. We see that in baseball. We see that in NBA, in a seven-game series all the time. So there is no dumb sides, right? There's a, a probably most of the time, at worst, there's a 45% side because you're missing a few things, and there is a wrong line. That's the kind of games we want to be on the other side of. That's what pro batters are on the other side of Fez. But now, the, what was the handicap against the Eagles? The handicap was, oh, their D-backs are weak. Oh, the D-line for Philly isn't going to be able to get their pressure uh, that they do against most teams because Breeze gets the ball out so quick. And, oh, Eagles are going to be tired. Just the fact that the Eagles, uh, you know, or let's just say the Saints dominated the second half, are we just going to point at the Eagles being tired and say that's the reason? Well, I think what happened in the game, too, if you watch the game, the okay. two, two of the Eagles. So that's what I'm asking you. Make the case. During the game, two of the Eagles linemen actually had to leave the game with injuries. Now, they came back and they played, but the point was here's a team that already had a depleted defense, and their defensive line, their strongest part of their defense, was getting injured during the game. I was shocked that the Saints could only put up 20 points given those injuries to the D-line during the game. Okay, and how many plays in net did they miss from starters? Um, Bennett went out. Um, another one of their, their defensive so tackles went out. you're naming players that have gone out. You're not telling me how many plays. I don't have out. the exact number of plays. So how do we know? That we're, are you certain they were out more than 20 collective plays? Well, I know they were significantly enough injured that they missed some time, and then they came back in and, and played. But I, So you're saying that the theory is it's not just how many plays they missed. It's the fact they were injured enough to miss any plays means they were probably less than 100% the rest of the game. Exactly. And frankly, I expected that New England, New Orleans would just blow this team away in the second half given these injuries. And they had a workmanlike effort, and they did pull away for the most part. All right. So what I'm hearing is this, and, and I think this is the valid question, and we'll probably define this Tuesday or Wednesday. What are the key questions in each of these games? And to me, the key question with the Saints last week was, if you look at their last end of the season, even the non-breeze game, and just divided up their points per game, boy, it looked like there was a huge drop-off on offense. But then if you dug deeper, I 
was amongst a group that said, and I won with the teaser on the Saints and the Rams, so we won that much on it, is the idea of that if you look at the home games with Breeze, and the last game didn't count with Bridgewater, Steelers, it was like 31, and then if you went back five games all the way to the Browns game, which was the second game of the season, the Saints were averaging like almost 40 points a game. So it's like, was it the fact that the Saints' D offense got worse later in the year, or was it the fact that they're just naturally worse on the road, the Saints' offense, and now they're home, they're going to be fine? You're making an interesting point. This is an Eagles team that's no better on defense than they were when the Saints put up 48 against them. The idea they're only putting up 20 now against pretty much the same defense, and you could make the case a little less of a D because of those injuries during the game on the D-line, that now you got to wonder, this was at home. First time this season under 30 points at home. Does it reinforce that maybe we were relying too much on the home results and we should have looked at all these results and say something's wrong with the Saints' D? It seems like you're pointing in that direction. Well, I'm I'm worried about Drew Brees' arm strength also. Very first um, play-action pass. He's got a wide-open bomb for a touchdown. He underthrows his receiver. It gets intercepted. Don't see him throw deep the rest of the game. Okay, so what you're saying is watching the game, it felt like the play calls, where he was going with the ball, the Breeze's arm didn't feel great. Yes. Wow. Well, if that's the case, it it would be one key reason you would think the offense has struggled so much in the second half. Or since the Cowboys game on, you just you know add up these results, points, the Saints defense uh, has played better, the Saints offense has played worse. I thought it might have been about home away, but now we got one more game saying maybe it isn't. And the Saints D played very well in this game. So big question of the week for this upcoming week. Saints are home again. How highly do we rate the offense? The whole season's numbers at home, they're one of the best offenses in the NFL. If you look at the offense in the last five, six games, not near as good for the Saints. Big question. When we come back, there's one recap left. It's the Rams. And oh, by the way, two ESPN college basketball picks. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. And this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Covino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. One last game to take a look back on in the NFL Divisional Playoffs from this past weekend. And it took place in the Coliseum on Saturday night where the Rams beat the Cowboys 30-22. to L.A. on to the NFC title game next Sunday against those New Orleans Saints. Scoreboard says eight points, Fez. What does the box score tell us? Box score says that the Rams probably should have won by just about eight points. All right, so we got the score and the box score lined up. Now, how and why? One more time. How is what was the way on the field that they won by eight? Passing the ball, running the ball, intercepting the ball. And then the why is, well, why do we think it happened? So first, the how. The how is that the Rams pounded the rock. They ran the ball 48 times. They only threw it 28 times. Okay, now we came in saying Dallas top seven or so, if not better, run defense. Wow, wow. Now, I heard some rumors out there. I think the Ringer had an article that somehow they had something, the Rams had something figured out where based on some clue, they knew if the team was going to, the D-line was going to stunt or not, and that was a huge advantage. Had, had you seen that? I did see that. It was amazing, the success, not just now, wouldn't Sean Lee have been saying, hold on, guys. <laughs> I mean, you I mean, the magician Sean Lee, couldn't he have stopped it? You would think so. Maybe they dummied up the play calling and they fooled Sean Lee. Who knows? But I know that Gurley got 100 yards. That wasn't a surprise. C.J. Anderson also getting 100 yards. But here's the question. We kind of dismissed to some degree, not dismissed, but we discounted, discounted the New England result because we said everything was lined up to favor New England. Let's pump the brakes about that dominating performance. If the Rams had this huge edge on, they knew what the D-line was going to do for the Cowboys, and the way that they won, the how they won, was running the ball into that D-line, don't we say, hey, great win, but is that transferable to the next game? Probably not. And I think so. Do you then diminish the Rams' margin of victory in your mind? Yes. And I'm concerned that McVeigh does not trust Goff. The fact that he only threw the ball 28 times. Now, you could argue, yeah, but if you're winning, you to. don't need to. Fair enough. But when they did throw, I mean, yeah, they were effective, but I don't, I don't know if Goff's trustworthy here in the playoffs. I'll tell you this. If you stack rank these four quarterbacks, you know who's fourth. We can tell you that much. Guys, we got college basketball coming up, tipping off in less than 10 minutes from now. It's Syracuse at number one Duke right now on pregame.com. Duke is a 17-point favorite. And in fact, because this is live, it just dropped from 17.5 down to 17. Oh, steam, steam, steam. <laughs> like Syracuse here. Therefore, I have bet Syracuse plus the 17 here. This game's all about tempo. Duke, one of the faster-paced teams in the entire country. Syracuse, one of the slowest-paced teams. So do we have any context clues on how this game, who's going to win out? Let's go to the total. Total points scored by both teams combined. This is the lowest total for a Duke game all season long. So to me, that says Syracuse is more likely to win the tempo battle. Fewer possessions, fewer opportunities for Duke to exert themselves. I'll take Syracuse like plus 17. I tell you this, if that line move, if that steam would have been a minute later, <laughs> Brad would have been saying, oh, you see, 200 stations, I give the pick, and the line moves. But unfortunately, Brad, now we did see one of our associate producers here in Vegas, Sleepy, I saw him texting. He said, Brad's on Syracuse. And to me, <laughs> who knows, who knows if that got out quick enough to move the line. I'm not saying it did, 
I'm not saying it didn't. After Syracuse and Duke go final, it'll be Texas at Kansas. Right now, the Jayhawks on pregame.com, six and a half point favorites. Lean. Oh, lean. go ahead. No, no. Okay. Just one minute. Yep. Lean here on Kansas, minus the six and a half. So not, not a big bet for me here. Here's what my eye test is seeing from Kansas. Really struggled. They lost their center, one of the top centers in the entire country as a bookie, but it's been a few games now, and some of their youth and experience getting a little bit better in their last couple of games. So for that reason, I think Kansas a little undervalued. Lean on the Jayhawks, minus six and a half. That's Brad Powers. There's a reason we say he has all the college knowledge. Fez, real quick, we got two three-point lines. Home team favored. Now, if you learn anything on Straight Out of Vegas, you've learned if the teams are equal and the home team is favored by three, then that's what it's supposed to be because a home field advantage being three equal teams. So we're saying right now pretty much the four teams are equal, which not only makes for a great championship Sunday in theory, but makes for a Super Bowl that should have a line around pick them. By the way, guys, I got a poll up at RJ in Vegas. Which of the four matchups would generate the most betting interest? So go to at RJ in Vegas. I think you'd be surprised. There's already been thousands of votes. What people are saying, which of the matchups would generate the most betting interest? Interesting question we'll be talking about. The Odd Couple is next here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.